Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to the Speakernomics podcast, the official podcast of the National Speakers Association. I'm your host, Robert Kennedy III, RK3, that's me. Speakernomics is the show where we flow and go and help you to know how to grow a thriving speaking business. Why? Because the world needs something. You and your message. So what are we talking about today? Well, have you ever seen someone you wanted to talk to on LinkedIn and then you took a look at their picture, but then you meet the person in person, but had no idea it was them because they they look nothing like their picture. Or maybe you showed up for an event and told them you were the entertainment or the speaker and the organizers looked at you funny because again, the picture was from 1995 and you, well, you've changed a little bit since. Hmm. <laughs> we're talking about image today, specifically the one in front of the lens, photography. How is it helping or hurting your business? Well, to talk about that today, we have a fantastic guest. We're talking with Russell Climby. Russell, welcome to the show. Excited to be here. All right. Well, listen, you are an image pro, Russ. So before we go behind the lens today, what is the light revealing tip that you've brought from out of the dark room for us today? Uh, that's an old reference anyway. <laughs> what do you have for us today? Well, I want to let people know that their headshot is the new handshake. So how is it doing for you? Wow. Well, sweet. Listen, well, before we jump in with Russ today, let's hop on over to the Speakernomics voicemail box. This is Vincent Ivan Phipps. My goosebump moment was when I realized the value that we can bring as speakers and understanding how much you are worth. I accidentally sent in an invoice that I thought was supposed to be $1,000. I accidentally sent in the invoice with an extra zero and made the invoice $10,000. When the client sent me a $5,000 check, I thought I owed them $4,000 back and I set up a conference call to apologize on my mistake. It was to my understanding that they thought that I wanted the full $10,000 up front and they asked me for my forgiveness that I can keep the $5,000 check and upon arrival, they would send me the second half, which was another $5,000 check. I had no idea we were worth so much to others in the speaking industry. So at that moment, I changed my fee. It wasn't 10,000 all the time, but it made me realize that we have to be clear about what value we bring. That was my groundbreaking 
aha moment as a speaker that changed my career for the better. Know your value. Fantastic. Let's keep those coming. Do me a big old favor, will you? Share your thoughts. As soon as you hear the question at the end of today's show, I want you to head on over to speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. That's speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail to answer that question and we'll get it on an upcoming show. Again, go ahead to speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. All right, let's get into it. Our guest today, Russ Climey, is a professional photographer, the owner of Tiberius Images. He helps people feel comfortable in front of a camera. And guess what, y'all? He's taken more than 2 million photos. OMG, who has time to do that? <laughs> Russell, how you doing today, my friend? I'm doing well. Excited to be here with you and share some details and insights after 20 years of photography. Wow. Well, listen, first of all, I've got to ask you this. Uh, for those of us that are on this show, for those of us that are professional speakers that are listening to the show, influence is this thing that we're going to be doing shortly. And I hear you're coming. Tell us a little bit about what's going to be happening at influence for you and with you. Yeah. So it's myself and I'm bringing a team of photographers down. We'll be capturing and, and documenting the entire conference. It's the 50th anniversary. Really excited to, to be a part of it. We're also offering portrait sessions throughout the, the conference um, and the idea of uh, abundant generosity from, uh, from the National Speakers Association. We wanted to photograph as many people that are coming to the conference that need a new headshot. So I know that uh, NSA has some details about what that's going to look like, but we're just excited to go and, and meet this community of professional speakers that are out there impacting the world on a regular basis. Whoa. Talk about delivering value at the top of the show. I love it. Fantastic. Those of you who are professional speakers, members of National Speakers Association, or even if you're not a member and you just want to come on out to the NSA session at Influence in July, make sure that you get set and look out for Tiberius images. So let's talk about the image stuff a little bit. You, you talked to me earlier about people, their images hurting their business. And I think I talked about having images that don't necessarily reflect you. As a photographer, based on what you're seeing online, what is the most common issue that you're seeing? I think I alluded to one, but what is the most common issue that you see with regard to imagery and branding online? I would say, so one of the big ones, like you mentioned in the intro, is just outdated headshots. I've definitely seen, uh, I photographed a couple thousand events around the country, and in the end, you have an idea of what it's, who's supposed to be up on stage, and then you see who's on stage, yeah. and it's just a matter of, yeah, that doesn't really match, right? And in the end, that breeds distrust with the audience, and as a speaker, I think one of the top things folks need to do is build trust with the audience. So yeah. that's definitely one, and then another is just, the same image over and over and over. The idea of just kind of hitting repeat, right? You find your favorite song at some point in your CD player back in the day, you put it on repeat and it would just go. And in the end, when you have images, we live in a digital world, so people are expecting different. That's why they're on social channels every day. They're expecting something different. So I really see the idea of just putting using the same images over and over again as a way of hurting the brand long term, whether it's for an individual or for a company. Wow. So in addition to the time disconnect here, old images and repeating the same images, as a speaker considers their brand, as the speaker considers what they want the world to see, what are some of the things that they need to think about from a, an imaging standpoint? 
Yeah, I'd say number one is smile and just being comfortable in front of the camera, right? We People, I, I hear a lot, I would say probably 97.5% of the clients I work with, they say, oh, I hate having my photo taken, mm-hmm. right? It's just this negative connotation around it. But in the end, my response is typically, well, is that what your camera roll says on your phone? Right. Or do you like taking photos of yourself and you do it on a regular basis? So the idea of just getting comfortable right. in front of the camera, I love helping clients do that. But at the same time, just from a whatever message they're trying to convey as a brand, right? Are you fun, exciting, and really outgoing and engaging? Mm-hmm. If so, then I'm guessing you're smiling all the time. Well, if that's the case, then let's show that. If you are a facilitator in a world where, you know, the topics are very heavy, like I've done work for bankruptcy attorneys and divorce attorneys and those types of things, the idea that those topics are a little heavier, so they don't necessarily want a big, massive smile on their face because they're talking about bankruptcy and divorce. So the idea of just knowing your audience, right? And I'm guessing if you're a professional speaker, you know who you're trying to reach and what industry you're trying to reach. Right. It's a matter of how can those images be crafted to reach the right person with the right image so that they can stop scrolling and actually read what you have to say because the image is what stops it. So as a speaker, I think you're talking to the fact of being able to recognize or create some consistency or recognizability simply by looking at the the photos, the images, (laughs) right? So as a professional speaker, when I think about what image brand I want to create. How do I create images that shout or scream professional speaker outside of having a microphone in the photo? What are some of the things that you recommend for speakers to include or to think about in their in their pictures? That's a great question. I would say, um, you know, for an example, I, I worked with, uh, so how I was introduced to the, the world of NSA was through one of the board members, uh, Joe Mull, who's a professional speaker. Uh, and I was able to, to hear him speak and he was dynamite on stage and went over and told him so afterwards. And in the end, I was happy to share photos with him. And it wasn't just images of him speaking on a stage with his hand, you know, mm-hmm. using his hands to talk, which is what which a lot of speakers love doing. But we included images, wide angle images, showing a massive audience. I mean, it, he was speaking to a room of probably about 700. Nice. And so the idea of showing not only close-ups of face and smile and uh, authority, if you will, uh, and empathy, but also showing off the in real time in a, in a similar setup, mm-hmm. the audience in general uh, and being able to show, hey, I'm on stage in front of 800 people. They enjoyed hearing me. And if you're in need of a speaker right. for your audience of 800 or 1,000 or 10,000, I'm going to be one that can provide authority, empathy, and a great message from stage. So the idea of you're setting, you're, you're showing details in the face, right? Who you are, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you're also showing, uh, you're showing environment. Wow. You're showing, hey, this is where I was. This is what I was doing. Wow. So what recommendations do you have for speakers as we think about this idea of branding? What recommendations might you have around colors or assets or or collateral that we might want to consider when we're thinking about redoing our our photo branding 
It's a great question. So first of all, right, is there a professional photographer in the room, right? Events that I photograph Mm -hmm. typically are for clients, right, that are organizing the event and they happen to have a professional speaker coming in. But I'm happy to share images. Like I said, the example with Joe is happy to share images afterwards with him. But specific things, right? Uh, I recommend solid colors on stage, right? Uh, I, I know personalities can come out when it comes to attire. But from an image standpoint, the idea that your clothes should not distract from your face, smile, and eye contact with the audience. Mm-hmm. And so you know, I typically recommend solid colors. I tell folks, imagine walking in the forest. The colors you see there in the forest as you're going on a long walk, those are the colors that are most complementary and the least distracting when it comes to an audience seeing you on stage. So very, very simple in that regard. Wow. But if you have a professional photographer, a photographer in general, that's even, again, cell phones today are great. If you have, if you have folks that are taking photos of you, one of my biggest recommendations from stage is to literally take the stage and at some point just stand there and smile. <laughs> it's going to feel like forever. It, it's going to feel three seconds feels like a minute and a half. I get that on stage. Yeah. But the idea uh, for me as a, as a media person, as a photographer, I have to literally work through the idea of people talking for 45 or 60 or 90 minutes. And if they don't smile, I have to figure out what words, what consonants, what vowels in their facial makeup makes it look like they're smiling. Wow. So the idea of as a speaker, go on stage and just smile. Yeah, I would say it's it's one of the most engaging and trust building things a person can do on stage, because as a speaker, you're saying to the audience, I'm here, you're there, but actually we're in this together. Wow. Wow. So you just said something that made me glitch or cringe a little bit because it it, it really hit my personality a little bit. Robert is not a. um, solid colors type of person. If Robert were the president, they'd be mad at Robert all the time because he would re- refuse to wear government blue. <laughs> Plaids and pinstripes are, are things that Robert sees in the morning when he wakes up and says, okay, hmm, what am I gonna look like today? So for somebody, as we lean into the personality piece of this, for somebody who wants a little bit more personality, what should I be considering you know, with regard to an image or planning for photos while still retaining the the, the feel of, of me. Hey friends, if you've listened to Speakernomics for a while, then you know that this is the podcast all about giving speakers the resources that they need to grow their speaking businesses and get more paid gigs. This is Grant Baldwin here with the Speaker Lab, and I've got a great new resource for you to check out. It is a free live training where we're gonna outline the exact five-step system that we've used to help thousands of speakers grow and scale their speaking businesses. This training is live. It is not pre-recorded, and there is nothing for sale. So head to thespeakerlab.com slash speakernomics. Pick a date and time that works for you, and we hope to see you there for somebody who wants a little bit more personality what should i be considering you know with regard to an image or planning for photos while still retaining the the, the feel of of me yeah and i'm gonna ask a couple specifically we'll ta- tailor it to you how's it sound consulting 101 right let's consult so, let's do it yeah so you like plaids and you like pinstripes you said right do you wear, yes are you a suit and tie kind of guy like the suit and tie three piece the whole time not tie so much, but but suits and and pocket squares that that might have paisley on them. <laughs> and, and so what I would just say is, if you're thinking about, so it's all about combination and balance. So if you're mm-hmm. pinstripes or plaid, 
go with that for the suit. The idea that if you were working with me as a, hey, can we create a collection of images? Yeah. I would say if that's your personality and that's what you want to be seen to the world as, then don't let them ever see you outside of that. Right. Always be in it, right? So the idea that Michael Jordan never wore Converse or Adidas <laughs> shoes. He was always in Nike shoes, right? Right. So the idea of do that. But think about shirt, solid color. Yes. Like don't put plaids against, right, basics, right? Don't put plaids against pinstripes or right. you got vertical stripes here and horizontal stripes on your shirt. Like <laughs> let's not do that. <laughs> Right. That's what my three-year-old can get away with it and people call it cute. But right. if, you, if you're going to be a professional speaker and, and do hundreds or mil, hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars, like, but let, let's start with some simple things. Wow. Yeah. So how do photos, I, I think we've gone through this concept of making sure that you're up to date on your photos, making sure that you're considering branding, colors, etc. But what is the real value? Let's talk about the money of this here. What is the real value of having professionally done photos for your brand? Well, I mean, let, let's just say someone spends a thousand, two thousand, five thousand dollars on photos, right? That's the the biggest question is, all right, what's the ROI on it? Right. Um, and if I if I could provide a specific number for each client that walked in the door, I I would. Mm-hmm. But in the end, it's a it's a matter of if you are having a hundred inquiries in a year or fifty inquiries in a year, and people are researching you online, right? Would you agree, Robert, that folks are looking at you and your brand? online before they ever talk to you in person. Right. So it's a matter of what are they going to see? Are they going to see things that are up to date, that are engaging, that are meeting their needs as an event planner or a business in terms of whether it's an association event or a corporate event? And can those images speak to the people that are going to contact you? Right. And if you go from 50 inquiries to 60 inquiries or 100 to 110, and you're able to, and you, but your close rate stays the same. Like you're still doing more business. And if your speaking fee is eight thousand bucks, yeah, and you book one extra event in a twelve month period, it paid for itself. Right. I'm guessing it'll be more than that. But at this point, it's hypothetical and it's a guess. Wow, wow. So you just talked about photos. Can we talk about video for a second? Are the rules the same for thinking about photos as they are for video? Are there different considerations there? I think it, it's similar. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that in a world of video right now, which video is just massively consumed on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube shorts, just all the channels that are heavy into video, mm-hmm. I would say there's acceptance of um, lower quality video mm-hmm. that provides you the ability to relate to the people you're trying to reach as, an, as, a, as a business to an audience. Right. The idea and uh, rules in, in video are people can tolerate bad camera work, but they can't tolerate bad audio. Mm. Funny that we're on, on a, a podcast, right? We got to have good audio for a podcast. But right. vi- the rule of video is you can have bad camera work, but if the audio is really good, you can still use it. You can you can dress it up to make it look better. But right. I would say that video is um, it's the number one trending thing in terms of marketing that we're seeing. And I'm a fan of testing things, right? I feel like in the world of media, there's lots of things people say when it comes to photo and video and media in general, but they're not actually testing anything. 
Right. So my belief is that video is can be very powerful for a brand. I mean, I tested this when I was going to speak to a small roundtable group here uh, probably about a month and a half ago. And I took it upon myself. I said, I wonder what would happen if I did three weeks. I did five days in a row, five days in a row, five days in a row, just simple 30 second videos, me just sharing a thought to my platforms, LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram. I wonder what would happen. And the engagement rates for those three weeks went through the roof, like literally 1,500 to 2,000% higher. Wow. And so it's the idea of if you're trying to reach people, it works. It's just a matter of, are you doing it? And that's everything with business, right? It's, I know how to be thin. It's called eating less and working out more. It's a very simple equation, but we just don't do it. So media is very similar. It's if you put out things that you can figure out and you find out what relates to people, Mm. go do more of that. So I'm in the process, hypothetically here, I'm in the process of upgrading my brand for my business and I'm researching photographers, I'm researching image consultants or whatever the case is. And I meet an image consultant, I meet a photographer and they say, hey, I can do this for your brand, I can do this, I can do this. And they give you a litany of things that they can do. Should I just believe them? What are the questions that I need to be asking? How do I prepare myself to get the best or to hire the best photographer for my image? It's a great, great question. The idea of how do you ask the right questions not knowing enough about the industry. So right. I would first say, number one, if they're coming at you, throwing seven, 12, 15 different ideas at you, right. number one, they don't understand sales. They don't understand how to ask questions. And what is it you're actually trying to do, right? Of the world of NSA, I've, I've come to learn that there's very much association speakers and corporate speakers, folks who are speaking to healthcare CEOs and that type of stuff, that world. And there's also folks who are speaking to uh, rheumatology doctors, you know, and, and there's annual meetings. So those are yeah. two very different worlds. So number one, asking questions in terms of, are they asking you the right questions and figuring out what your needs are? Number two is I would always ask for referrals. Yeah. I think that's a fair thing. Someone like myself, if someone came to me and said, Hey Russ, can you provide three referrals of people you've worked with that you've done work for similar to what you're suggesting we do together? Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd love to chat with them. And I'm, I'm happy to do that because in the end I'm a natural connector. So the idea of a new client walking in the door, I want to be able to introduce them to old client that I've been working with for a long time because they might have be able to cross pollinate and build a relationship and have something in common long term. So number one, are they actually asking the right questions about who's your audience? Number two is ask for referrals. And then I always tell people, just go to Google, type in their name, and in the toolbox, one of the simple things to do is you can change search history timelines. I don't know if you know that or not, right? Last 24 hours, last seven days. And just do like the last 30 days and see what their name or their brand comes up with. Wow. And and I would just say that it gives you real-time data because if they're a photographer or a videographer and they're talking about how they're great at creating images and helping people with marketing, and you know, creating great videos. Have they done it themselves for their own business? Because if they're great at doing it, but they're not doing it for themselves, right? to me it begs the question of, are you actually good at it? Or do you just say you're good at it? Right. Like lots of service providers do. Yeah, 
Yeah. And I think that's that's a tough thing because the, the truth is there are some service providers who are good at it. They just may stink at social media or, you know, the whole idea about doctors are the worst patients. We know the right things. We know how to advise others, <laughs> but we don't always do it for ourselves. So that's something that we as speakers and service providers need to think about and listen to. OK, so let's let's kind of land the plane here. Sure. You asked us some stuff at the beginning or you were sharing with us your your gold nugget. What is the question that you have for our audience at the end here? Yeah, I'm happy to share. So as I said earlier, that your headshot is the new handshake, and I'm wondering how it's doing for you. Mm. And so it begs the question, uh, are your photos helping or hurting your business? Do you know which one is they're actually doing? Are they helping or hurting? And how do you know? Wow. Fantastic. Are your photos helping or hurting your business? We want to hear from you. Send us your thoughts and your responses by going to speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. That's speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. Russ, this has been fantastic. Where do people get in touch with you? How do they get connected with you? Yeah, great question. So website, uh, which hopefully you can include in some show notes, but Tiberius Images is my company. Uh, just Google search, it'll come up. And then I'd love to hear people uh, from folks on LinkedIn. That LinkedIn's probably the place I'm most active on social. And I'll be an influence in July. So if you're listening to this and you hear the voice and you see somebody walking around with a camera in Orlando in July, make sure you stop and say hello. I'd love to meet you. Fantastic. Well, this has been revealing. How are you showing up? What are people seeing? And is what they see in person and online reflective of the message that you want to send? Well, if not, then it's time to reset and then get a pro to help you execute because your message is too important to do this halfway. Go all in and help create transformation, even visually. It's your time, my friend. The world needs you. Somebody's out there waiting for you to help solve the problem. You know, the one that you solve with your message and your voice. This has been another fantastic episode of Speakernomics, the podcast where you learn more about how to speak, get paid, repeat. See you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>